0: Boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning to you on the 20th of July and with plenty of racing action tonight at the Meadows, I'll be catching up with the new MGRA General Manager, Ashley Baker, and also trainers Jack Smith and Stephen White to hear about their chances in the heats of the maturity tonight. (laughs) Once making news around the kennels. Starter Riot took out the Peter Mosman Opal last Saturday at Wentworth Park for Keith and Lisa Helmuth. It was a chaser that they'd bred and read themselves, and she starts in Heat 3 of Maturity tonight, so well done to the Helmuths. Eight heats of the maturity will be run tonight over the five twenty-five metres, and two heats of the fireball over the seven hundred and twenty-five metres at the meadows. It is sudden death in the heats, with only the four winners with the only the eight winners making their way through to next week's final, whereas the first four in the heats of the fireball will make it through to next week also. Coursing heads to Benalla this weekend with a big program over the two days. The Victoria Derby, Victorian Oaks and the Benalla Cup to be run on Sunday. The Oaks and Derby are worth almost $4,000 to the winner. The Cup are $1,200. All the information can be found on the GRV website. GRV are giving participants the opportunity to speak with members of the grading, the racing department over the next three weeks at Shepparton, Warrigal and Geelong with their grading concerns. Grading has and continues to be quite a contentious topic, so hopefully there are some positive outcomes for both parties. The Meadows are hosting an adoption day on Sunday the 11th of August from 1 till 3. Registrations are essential and like always anyone can come along and see if a greyhound is the right pet for them. More info can be found on the website. And the National Sprint and Distance Finals will take place in Cannington this year. Heats of the Victorian legs commence in early August. Nominations close at the end of the month and more info can be found on the GRV website. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now is Ashley Baker, who is the new manager at the MGRA, and um, he's coming at a time where there's plenty happening. Good morning, Ashley.
1: Morning, Simone. How are you?
0: I'm great, thanks. Um, how are you? It's a, a baptism of fire for you with the maturity heats tonight. You've had the Christmas in July all happening, and you've only been in the role a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind fortnight with... Uh, Marg leaving and um, me taking over such a important and a large role with lots going on, not just in the racing space but across uh, the whole MGRA business. So uh, it's been a busy two weeks, but it's exciting. Fortnight ahead with some um, Group One racing coming up.
0: Sure is. So Ashley, what's your background? Have you ever been involved with greyhounds at all? I think you've been involved with racing, but um, maybe a little bit different to greyhounds.
1: Yeah. yeah well, no, I'm I'm, in, I'm a racing industry purist, but I right. um, I haven't been involved in the industry as such. I've my grandmother used to uh, race a few up in far north queensland so i I used to I grew up in far North Queensland so I used to go to the Greyhounds there on a Thursday night but um, I, I shifted into the thoroughbred industry about ten years ago after about ten years in the um, public service so I started my own business and did some racing management and some bloodstock work and did an, enough tried my hand at a number of things and That then led to a job back in the department with uh, Martin Pakula, the Minister for Racing. So I worked with the Office of Racing on um, some thoroughbred racing policy. And I did do a bit of work across some of the greyhound um, policy work that came up in recent times. So a a bit of an interesting sort of view of the greyhound industry. And it's good now to be back on the racing side of things and um, getting stuck into sort of all the good races and all the good dogs that um, is so exciting.
0: It sure is, and particularly tonight. You've got Feral Frankie coming down from New South Wales. I think you'll hear them roaring from across the border.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's becoming a bit of a, a cult hero, a bit of a cult following. He's um, He trolled here a couple of weeks ago and um, had a bit of a look at the, the meadows, so he'll come here with a bit of experience um, tomorrow night. And, um, off the back of um, such a great sort of six weeks, we're really looking forward to getting him down here tomorrow, along with a number of other fantastic dogs that we've got lining up. Uh,
0: of course, and I do have his trainer Jack Smith um, a little bit later on the show, but Ashley, you've come to the Meadows. I mean, anyone can see it's an absolutely thriving industry there, a um, thriving race club. Uh, Marg's left a terrific framework for you. So what's your approach? Do you come in um, and think, what can I do? Or do you come in and think, right, I'm just going to spend six months getting the gist of it, um, understanding the dynamics and, and then make a, a judgment?
1: Yeah, look, it's one of, it, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. So um, it is a very successful and a stable business. Um, we've got a great group of staff. Um, we recently lost Joe Jackson, who was... Um, in charge of our racing events and um, it was sort of the two I see to mark. So there's been a bit of a gap to fill there, but um, we've got such a great group of staff that have been here for a long time that the business does run really smoothly. So it's not really about coming in and changing things. I have no doubt there'll be things that we can look at from a fresh set of eyes and make some little tweaks here and there to hopefully improve the business in, in some very small ways. But it's it really is a very successful business, not just from a racing product point of view, but we've got other business interests across um, different industries and we've also got our functions and events centre business here, which is highly successful. So there's there's plenty to go on with, but we certainly don't need to do too much because Marg's done such a fantastic job with her team over the last 20 years and built it up to what it is today. So to be honest, it's an honour to be able to take over such a successful business.
0: I was going to say that it must be nice walking into a job where you can just sort of breathe and not be bombarded with what needs to be fixed or changed, um, updated, just... Let me just come in and um, take a look around, and yeah, and with all the staff as well. I mean, we we know how highly she speaks of her staff, and the night that we had a few weeks ago, her um, leaving party, well, weren't some of those tributes from her staff on the video just amazing?
1: Yeah, it was. It was it, I mean, it's inspirational here that your staff talk about their manager like that. It was almost. I mean, it is like a family here, and that, that's the truth. Whether it's the boys out on the track or the girls in the office or the team upstairs with the catering that everyone gets together we we catch up and celebrate birthdays as a group we have lunch together it's been a really welcoming group and it is like a big family here and and it's a nice it's a nice environment to walk into i I come from the werribee racing club that was once a very successful thoroughbred racing club who's gone through some difficult times over the last 10 years and It was a really big battle there to get that business back on track and and then I've sort of gone to the complete opposite where you walk in and you're you're filling fairly large shoes on a very successful organisation. So um, it's a a really pleasant change, to be honest.
0: Marg was very keen for someone younger to come in and, um, like you mentioned, with a fresh set of eyes some new ideas but um, look from my perspective I think gee what if I had that job what would I do I don't think I could do anything to improve it but surely there are some you have got some ideas do you have some sort of a vision?
1: Yeah look it's a lot of it's cosmetic stuff I think there's looking around it's probably just having a fresh set of eyes walk around the grounds and seeing what we can do to potentially just lift the profile of the The grounds as such coming in, so I think there's a bit of work we can do. We've got a great big space in the middle of the track that's probably got a bit of potential to do a bit more marketing and get our branding out there a bit better. Um, Very little things, and it's all cosmetic at this stage. I think the next step will then be to sort of have a look a bit more deeper at the organisation itself. What does our racing product look like? What do our events look like? We have some very successful events on our group one nights do they need to be tweaked a bit improved or or not at all Um, Mm. they're the kind of things probably the next 12 months will will show me a little bit but there's some some small stuff we'll do over the next few months just to put my stamp on a little bit but again there's not a lot to do to Simone in terms of making large improvements it's more about just tweaking some things here and there I think.
0: The other thing Ashley is the relationships with the trainers and we know that Marg was a real person people's person Um, and and she was a greyhound person and, and I think the fact that you've, you know, went to the greyhounds with your grandmother and all that, I mean, that's just wonderful because you have that sort of a, a grassroots knowledge of it all and I think that's why everyone just loved going to the Meadows with Marg and the relationships with the trainers. Um, I think that's a very important aspect as well.
1: Without a doubt, look, to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised about how, how close-knit the whole industry is. Not, not that I didn't expect it to be, but when, when I first came here, it was such a welcoming environment from... From your staff all the way through to trainers, um, the GRV staff that work, stewards, it was really, all everything was a bit of an open door policy. So Marg spent most of her time over at the kenneling um, areas on every Saturday night, so I'm starting to do that as well to try and meet as many people as I can. I've met a hell of a lot of people over the last two weeks and it's a good good way to meet your trainers and sort of get a bit of a feel for for any issues or for any feedback or just to have a bit of a chat and just to get the, to know them in, in terms of what they might have running here on the night and um, what they might have done throughout the week. It, it really is mm. just a very relaxed industry, which is a very welcoming and um, easy way to sort of ease into such a big job.
0: And how have you been going with the dog jargon? <laughs> You're getting ahead your head around some of the terms people so, use. Some
1: of it. <laughs> I thought thoroughbreds had uh, enough jargon and acronyms <laughs> and um, between the, all the different types of industry clubs and um, the, the dog jargons from the racing side of things. I've, I've had um, Blake in from GRV uh, last week who uh, sat down with myself and Jess here in the office who's going to take over the racing and marketing management role, and he gave us a really good... Um, Really good summary of the racing product from a from an industry point of view, and that helped a lot because I was hearing a lot of things over the first two <laughs> weeks, and none of it made sense to me. So um, that's been a little bit fish out of water for me. But and I, and I pride myself on knowing my racing um, across all codes, so it's um, it's been a little bit um, little bit interesting for me to try and get to know all those different terms. But we, we're slowly getting there.
0: Uh, I'm sure it won't take too long at all. But tonight, like we mentioned, the maturity heats. Um, eight sensational heats and then two heats of the Fireball as well. So you've come in at a, a fantastic time, um, like you're riding on the crest of a wave at the moment, I guess, and then it'll be not long until you start planning for the Top Gun and, and the races in the Spring Carnival. So it's, there's always something going on there and it must just be great coming in with that buzzing feeling happening.
1: Well, there has been a great buzz this week. It's been a pretty pretty relaxed couple of weeks in terms of our racing at the moment um but this week once the, the fields came out on Wednesday it really heated up and um it's, it's a really good set of heats on Saturday night even some of the dogs I've got to know over the last couple of weeks that you know from the Brisbane Cup winner to Fellow Frankie they're coming from all over the country which mm. is fantastic
0: yeah looking forward to it um all the very best Ashley I'm sure that um you mentioned you had big shoes to fill but I don't think you need to I don't think it will be that hard, like we mentioned, that uh, Mug's left such a great framework there, and it'll be great to have your stamp on it in the future. Thanks very much, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me on the phone now is Jack Smith, the trainer of Feral Frankie, the greyhound that has a huge cult following. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Simone. Gee, a big night tonight, a heat of the maturity. He has been around the meadows, but it will be his first Victorian appearance at the meadows. Are you excited?
2: Oh, yeah, always excited when he goes around because uh, he's been going really good. So tonight will be um, one of his more difficult tasks, I think. Uh, been at the meadows, Box 7, and there's a lots of good dogs there. So if we can get through, it'll be great.
0: Yeah, it's sudden death too, so he has to win his heat, but straight off that Vic Peters Group 1 win last start um, and that outstanding form at Albion Park that he's got prior to that, he's just... You couldn't ask for him to be going any better at the moment, could you?
2: Oh, man, we've had a great ride. Um, yeah, never thought that it even would get to this, so we're just enjoying it at the moment, mate, so let's hope it continues but if it doesn't well uh, as long as he runs a good race and gets home safe
0: that is the main thing but Jack just take a look back to the 2nd of February 2019 when he went around in his first group one at 21 dollars <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to see a price like that about the feral again
2: no probably not 21 dollars but um, they seem to gamble on him a little bit because they know he's going to be in back in the pack and he's relying on a little bit of luck, so um, they seem to let us on. I noticed tonight that he's the shortest he's been for quite a while, so um, anyhow, we'll see what happens.
0: He does do it the hard way, doesn't he? He um, doesn't give himself a good start most of the times, and really has to work hard through the field, but he he seems to do it with such professionalism.
2: Yeah, well, in his early days, he he wants to do everything at a thousand miles an hour, and he was getting excited in the boxes, but I think he's getting better actually. He's, um, he's sort of calming down the boxes a little bit better. And the last couple of starts at Wenny, he began really good. So, and saying that, he still didn't show a lot of early pace. So, um, yeah, he's going to have dogs around him. That's for sure. So, uh, I did notice the dogs in the race have had quite a few starts there. So I'm hoping it'll help him a bit. Yeah.
0: He's uh, drawn box seven. Probably not where you want to be.
2: Uh, well, I don't sort of really know where he wants to be. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> it's um, up to the dogs around him a little bit because he can't lead. But uh, his record out of box eight's really good. But yeah, you, you tend to think you'd want to be near the inside because that's when when he makes when he gets to the fence when he makes his run. So um, yeah, I don't really know. I just hope for a bit of luck around the first
0: turn. Well, he has had um, or created his own luck, I guess, in nearly all his races. He's had 26 starts now, Jack, for 14 wins and 10 placings, so 24 times out of 26 in the money. Won over $300,000 and he only turned two in April. Tonight he's aiming for his ninth straight win and like you say, he's just taken you on a real ride, hasn't he?
2: He certainly has and... uh yeah, that's right. So let's hope that uh, he still continues.
0: Are you concerned at all about um, the boxes here in Victoria? They're slightly different to Wentworth Park. Um, and some greyhounds going from Victoria up there sometimes struggle with the difference in the boxes. But is that of a concern to you or not really?
2: No, not really. He, uh, he's seen a begin okay when I trialled him. Like I said, well, he's never going to jump in front any rate. And he's only just got the Wentworth Park ones right, so I don't think uh, he might like the Meadows ones, who knows?
0: <laughs> well, he did trial that 29.84 there back on the 29th of June, didn't he? Um, a, a solo trial around the 5.25 metres there. And uh, you would have to have been wrapped with that run. It must give you some confidence going in tonight if he does get a good run in the race.
1: Oh,
2: Simone, awesome, he, he just he he really just trials fast wherever you go. Well, not that he's had a lot of trials, but it's not so much the look at the track. He, he probably won't find much time wise, but he needs to know where he's going if he's off the bunny. So that's why we mainly do it. Um, and we had time, so it just seemed like the logical thing to do. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely, to give him every chance in this series because it won't be an easy series to get through to the final and to win the final again will be a lot harder, but he's got um, so many people behind him, hasn't he? We've got Dave Stanley and Dave Carlson. I think they're his two biggest supporters. Um, They'll be cheering all the way from New South Wales. But are you amazed at the the cult following that this greyhound's had purely because of his name?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I think it started off with his name, but the fact that uh, he just keeps winning and Carlson and Stanley are desperate punters, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're obviously talking through their pockets. So uh, <laughs> it'll, when he gets beat, the silence will be deafening for the moment he's <laughs> <of> me.
0: <laughs> it probably will. But um, look, that outstanding run at Albion Park, that phenomenal win where he came from last to first in the Group 3 a few weeks ago, is Vic Peter's win last weekend. Um, look, we can't wait to see him in his first race at the Meadows here tonight, Jack.
2: Oh, it'll be great, mate. Let's hope he lives up to expectation.
0: All the very best, and thanks for joining me this morning on Talking Greyhounds. Ah, Thanks for having me, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Stephen White joins me on the phone now. He has three greyhounds engaged in the Maturity Classic tonight. Steve, how are all the greyhounds?
3: Yeah, no, they're all fine, thanks, mate.
0: Oh, that's good. Let's start with Tewitchery, race three, which is heat one. This greyhound's only had one start since a bit of a let-off. Are you happy enough with its preparation going into the heats tonight? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, I've given it plenty of work and um, I thought she needed the run last week, so we whacked her in and um, she got around safely, so that was good.
0: And the time of 29.97, you must have been pleased with that?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that she'll just keep getting... Um, She'll just keep improving as she keeps going along the more race, and we get into her like like what happened to her last time when she was running through that launch and pad series. Mm.
0: Um, she's only had 14 starts. She sounds like, well, seems like she's been around a lot longer than that. So it's hard to think. Oh, she's really not that experienced, is she?
3: No, no. She's only yeah. She said she's only had the 14 starts, but um, oh look, she'll she'll just get better. She's um, she's a quality bitch and. Uh, I think with with all them dogs, I'll all eventually get over 600, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, that'll be that'll be great because they're racing fantastically over the 500s. But box seven for uh, t- she's won three out of this draw already in her career. Are you happy with her drawn out there in this field?
3: Yeah, she's probably better off drawn out wide. Um, she's used to getting those boxes. She seems to handle herself well. Um, there's a bit of pace underneath her, so... Just hoping that she can come out and cross
0: them. There's a little bit of pace scattered through this field, I, I, I thought, and but we know that she can, you know, record really good splits as well early. So um, just hopefully she can get a good start into the race.
3: Yeah, that's
0: what I'm hoping for. Yeah, you've got I Hope I've said that name right. <laughs> in uh, race seven, which is heat five of the maturity, it's having its first start here tonight and has had five weeks off. Can you tell us a little bit about this greyhound?
3: Uh, he's a very serious dog. Right. Um, he had he had some he he did a toe actually he he trialed twenty nine seventeen down at Sandown on the Saturday morning wow. and I was getting ready for the launching pattern. And, and he did a toe so um he needed six weeks off so I sent him back over to SA and went over there and went through this uh, the breeder series over there undefeated and um He's just not well boxed. He's not probably the best of boxed dogs. He's got terrific pace once he's ground, but mm. but this heat is absolutely covered in speed. So yeah, his chances are just going to rely on luck. I think
0: he's had only had the ten starts, but seven wins and two placings, and comes off that picket form fence, um, picket fence form at Angle Park, like you mentioned. So I guess, like you said, he just needs to get get away to a good start.
3: Yeah, well, his time's over at Angle Park, you know, 29, 29, 29, 30-something and 30-something again.
0: Mm,
3: mm. Uh, yeah, he's a serious dog, but it's just the boxes that the boxes haven't done him any favours, so he's probably a rough chance, I'd say, in that way he's drawn.
0: And um, got Black Opium and Ashley's Entity either side of him, so all the best of luck to Qu- Querencia. But uh, Seneki, this must be your um, best chance tonight, Steve.
3: Yeah, I'd say he would be if he can bring his um, Brisbane form back with him. He's he's pulled up good from uh, everything else, and he tried good the other day. So, um, you know, he he, he's um, starts his attribute. You know what I mean? He Mm. can get away quickly, so and muster very quickly. So I'm hoping he can do the same thing this week.
0: He comes off that Group One win at Albion Park, and um, was also in the Group Three. there are a few starts before that but you must be looking forward to getting him back to Melbourne
3: Yeah well everything's everything sort of panned into place for him at the moment so um, if he can keep going uh, injury free and that I'm sure he'll continue on his success I think
0: well, He's already run second in the Silver Chief there which was a group one, first in the Queensland derby um, sixth in the group three like we mentioned and won the Brisbane Cup in track record time so you can't have him going any better at the moment heading into this series can you?
3: Yeah, no, he's going good. He's really matured since um, he ran second in the Silver Chief and you know, he's come out and he's he won the consolation of the launch and pad, he's won the Derby up in Queensland and won the Brisbane Cup and you yeah, know, he's really matured so I'm just hoping he can continue on his merry way.
0: You happy with him drawing in box three, Stephen?
3: Yeah, yeah, I prefer him drawing inside, although earlier on in his days he was drawing out wide and he was he was sort of crashing over to the fences and that but he just as to be going straight now even I think he had might have had the seven I think maybe in the launching pad and he, he went pretty straight and he's he's handled himself a lot better in the in the fields where he's not crashing. He was probably in the last well oh, probably two out of his three of his last five runs I think he's had to do a tough sitting outside the leader and he has he's just gone on and done the job, you know.
0: He seems to be running with a lot of confidence at the moment too.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah he's going really good.
0: Well, you've got three great chances, but um, one excellent chance in tonight, Stephen. So all the very best, and thanks for joining me on Talking Greyhounds this morning.
3: All right. Thanks, Simone. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Racing. Roper River Jake began fast, goes up outside, shakalaka and the favourite rolls up to take the lead out of the straight. Major pursuit and why not dotter next and they're followed by Merez Bale, Sisters Lee and the tail end of Mybro Lucky. Down the back, Roper River Jake opened up, put the foot down and raced about eight lengths in front now to Shakalaka. Marez, Bale Major Pursuit and well back, why not dot then Mybro Lucky and Sisters Lee but it's all Roper River Jake a minute in front turns eight or ten clear full of running and Roper River Jake runs them into the ground, beats Marez Bale, third Major Pursuit then Shackalaka. An outstanding
0: run there by Roper River Jake in his only second start at Sandown Last week's dog to follow, Wheat Bix Jester is engaged race two number two in a heat of the fireball tonight he does come up against Tornado Tier and Diner Chancer definitely a big rising class, but he did run down Sandown Cup winner Rajasthan at his last start there. My dog to follow this week is the greyhound that was in run of the week, Roper River Jake, who, like I mentioned, put in an outstanding performance to win his maiden at Sandown on Sunday at only his second start in 29 and 40. He is a reserve for heat two of the maturity tonight, so do watch out if he gains a run. My best bet is race nine number one at the Meadows tonight, Mr Harwood. He's been racing well from outside draws. He has run a 29.76 at the Meadows before and can lead. He's never been out of a place over the trip there. And coming up, we have the Maturity Final next week and the National, and, uh, national State Heats are not far away for the Nationals and that um, probably didn't make a lot of sense but I'm sure you know what I was talking about and the Gap adoption, adoption Day in mid-August. And don't forget, tonight, the Christmas Buffet and the Heats of the Group 1 Maturity Classic at the Meadows and until then, you keep those tails wagging.